Welcome to an enlightened hour of interactive talk. This is Guided Spirit Conversations with host Marla Goldberg. In this program, we spotlight guests from all over the globe who have helped others change their lives and will provide you with the tips, tools, and techniques that you need to help make a difference in your own life. Now, here is Marla Goldberg. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday and Happy New Year. I am so excited to be here, and I'm so happy that you're here with us. Um, today, my guest is Mary Marshall. Mary is an intuitive medium, paranormal investigator, educator, lecturer, author, journalist, and she has lots of experience on TV and radio having her own show. And so I'm very happy to have her here. So let's welcome Mary and get on our topic. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. If you all remember, um, Mary was with us for the panel on Halloween. But there's so much information, I needed to bring Mary back to have a conversation. So here she is. Well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, last time we were, I was on, we were with Hollister. And yes, it was that great. Was, it, it was a great, it was just a really nice connection. So yeah, I'm excited to be back talking with you. Yay. So just to remind the audience, let's start from the beginning. When, when did you realize you had your talents, abilities, gifts, whatever you call them? Um, were you a child or did, were you a late bloomer? Um, I, it's something that I've always been aware of. I don't think that I had really started to look into trying to understand it until probably later in life. Um, it, it was weird because there would be things like I remember being a teen and having, uh, you know, I don't even say it's not premonitions, but I would see things that were going on with some family members that hadn't happened yet or were just going to be happening. And I would call them day visions, you know, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my life, I think I went through not realizing that not everybody did this you know if that makes sense it's just that that intuitiveness it's like well yeah and then I started to realize also it was a matter of in early years due to religious reasons uh, influences from other family members who still are not you know fans of it um that changed it. And so it really, honestly, with the, particularly with the psychic mediumship thing that I did not fully address it until the last few years to where I, I kind of tried to put it out. Like, I don't want to deal with this kind of a thing. Cause I was really involved in the paranormal field at this point. I used it kind of privately or I don't want to say secretly, but, you know, uh, in investigations and things like that to get us to the right area or to, in understanding who we may be dealing with. Um, and along the way, there had been people who were aware. And then about five years ago is, I think, when I really was like, I'm going to start testing this out more kind of a thing. Um, I mean, it's just been, it's just been an evolution. 
I initially did not, I mean, if you would have asked me even a year and a half ago, uh, would I be doing reads for people? I probably would have told you no, um, because I did not want to, I had so many other things going on with the investigating and lectures and whatnot. So um, I didn't want to take the responsibility partially and other things. So the investigating really came to the forefront first before you started getting into the psychic mediumship. Absolutely. So did you feel you didn't need the intuitive piece for paranormal investigation? And how did you even get it started in, in paranormal investigation? You know, initially the investigating just starts with people you know. Again, this is 20 years ago. There were a handful of people who were really doing it. You could go and you know do a Google search and you'd come you would come across one or two teams. You know, nobody was doing it. Um, but that's the the intuitiveness kind of drew me into it also. Um, I'm equally left and right brained. So there's this whole logical, like I wanted facts and solid and answers and analyzing and you know, all those things from the investigation part. But the one of the very first ones were when I had finally joined a team, I was excited because I knew the location was going to be haunted. Um, not even at that point realizing you can obviously call spirits in at any time, but, you know, going to a haunted location and wanted to test myself. So I didn't tell it. Nobody knew, but I would walk around. And I'd be like, and one person there was, there was a guy who actually um, had brought us into this place. He, and he was kind of watching me in the background. And uh, I remember being in a closet of all places, but there was a small child in this closet and I was picking up things. And he's like, what? Like, what are you, what are you doing or what's going on? I'm like, huh? What? You know, like, I just like, I, and he's like, no, you're, you're, you're sense, you're feeling something I could tell. And so again, along the way, there were people that I did divulge that to, but um, so yeah, I did the investigating really kind of lent obviously to exploring that, but I also got in some really big trouble early on from how did, it. How? Because if you're, a sensitive in any kind, if you're a psychic medium and you don't really do enough as far as protections and understanding how this energy works, what it is that you're doing, what it is you're exposing yourself to. Um, I had a really, really bad attachment that started to actually just, you know, cause havoc in my life. And I kept thinking, and that's ego. I do this. I can handle it. I understand what's going on, you know, from the paranormal uh, investigator perspective. Right. At a certain point, I realized I couldn't and I needed help because things were getting bad. And I reached out uh, to a friend of mine uh, who was a high pipe keeper in the Ojibwe tribe. It was one of the five high pipe keepers in the country. And the what, I'm sorry, what keeper? Uh, a high pipe keeper for the Ojibwe tribe. What is a high pipe keeper? Let's. It's like a shaman, but it's like a higher level. 
Because okay. at the time, there was only like five of these guys. He was one of them in the country. So wow. like, you know, and um, he performed, you know, long story, a little bit shorter, uh, performed a ceremony. It helped tremendously. And just like things that kept going very, very wrong for no reason, just started to go right and get better. Um, and that I think probably really might have been a turning point because I realized I do need to address this. It's there whether I want it to be or not. And oh. so that started, you know, delving into things more on that level, on that side. So how did you get to find this meeting, this first paranormal meeting that you went to? Oh, my gosh. You know, it was really hard. That's how long so you ago you were searching. Do you? But something something triggered you that said, "I want to work with the paranormal." Right. I had been doing it, and I I was fascinated by it. Um, I you know you have little experiences where you will hear or see, and I did have the uh, psychic medium experiences as well, and so all of that kind of just really kicked up the curiosity. Um, and I'm like, what is it that they're doing? What, what are they? I know what I'm doing over here with my friends, but what are these teens doing? And at the time, not a whole lot because everybody was learning. Right. You know, and that very quickly, I left and started my own team because I'm very, it's, it's really strange. Like I said, that two sides of the brain, because as much as I can listen to my gut and my intuition, there's also the other side that's very scientific and engineer-minded in that I want controls just because, uh, and for instance would be, if you're trying to get an EVP, an electronic voice phenomenon, um, for people who are listening who are not familiar, this is when you put on an audio recorder, you're recording. And you and I, Merle, are having this conversation, and then all of a sudden you listen to it back. When you're listening back to it, there is another voice on there saying, Mary, stop talking so much. And we're like, oh, <laughs> you know, who is this person? So um, when you're putting those out, I am a big believer in controls for a lot various reasons. The audio recorder, I put one out in each room of the location. It runs the entire length of the investigation. It is in sight of the camera that will be in that room as well. And the reason for this is, is that the camera is going to be faced to get a wide shot of the room, including the door. So you can see anyone coming in and out. I want that audio recorder in plain sight so that no one can come back and say, so I have proof that this, no one walked up to this recorder and whispered into it. It's a real phenomena. So those types of things I was really working on in control and was early on one of the people who was pushing for a lot of the protocols that uh, probably are, you know, that are still being used because they were necessary. You know, you and I know that we didn't fake anything, but how does anyone else know? Right. Then getting into how is this happening? So early on, it was about also helping people 
you, I think for the first five years, I, there were all these pay and play places you can go to now, the haunted locations to pay and go through. Mm-hmm. I think the first five years, all I did were home investigations. So you really were helping people who were either frightened or, or curious or both. Um, so yeah, it just sort of. So, Hey, here's, let me ask you, because this is something that I was taught and I might've been taught, you know, not everybody is taught correctly, but that you can, if you feel that there's some, some spirit, some entity around, you could say to them, this is a benevolent space. If you're not a benevolent spirit, you need to leave. You're not welcome here and you need to leave now. And I actually saw above somebody's front door, a sign written with those words, or I'm paraphrasing, but that yeah. message. And so does that work? If you think that you have an entity, can you tell them to go away because they're not benevolent? No. Okay. A lot of people are going to tell you, well, yes, of course it does. Because a lot of what we do is work with the psychology of things with people as well. You want to give them confidence. You want to give them the abilities to know uh, that they're going to be safe. Does it, can it work? Absolutely. Will it work? Um, I will say probably 75% of the time. It will work. Okay. Man, that's kind of high, probably 50-50. But here's the thing. I have found that it's easier to get rid of a negative entity than it is to get rid of grandma. You know, uh-huh. hanging around. And grandma doesn't want to go. She's not going. But here's the thing. It's grandma. If you say, hey, grandma, you're scaring me. You're scared. Or you're scared. Or you're talking. If you come in as the investigator, you're scaring the people in this house. I know that you're just trying to reach out and let them know that you're here. But what you're doing is actually frightening them. They'll back off because their intent is not to do harm or to frighten However, is grandma still probably going to be hanging around? Yeah, probably, you know, but the negatives, you can do a little bit more to get rid of them. Is there something a layman can do? So if I, if I had an entity in this apartment and I wanted to get rid of it, is there something without having to, not to take away from your business, but that people can do on their own? Frankincense, say a prayer. Absolutely. Um, pretty much a lot, all of those things. Now, here are the things that don't make sense, but they work. Um, using sage, um, using visualization to project the, your energy, which is a real thing, uh, your bioelectric field and your own energy pushing it out. The one thing we do have to understand, and that's where the power comes in. This is our realm. Our energy is stronger than the energy coming from the other side. And so we do have abilities to be able to uh, push back and push off. With that being said, will some of them go kicking and screaming? Absolutely. Um, Will they even physically scratch you, push you? Absolutely. These are the negative ones. But... With, again, with that being said, um, doing your, doing things like, and this is, doesn't make any sense, but it does work, using salt 
using black salt, using white sage in particular, I'm a fan of. Um, and basically approaching it in a very visual way as much as you can, their removal. If that does not work, you can certainly bring in a holy person uh, that might be a shaman. Again, you want to relate the religion to the culture of the entity you're dealing with. If they were uh, be more responsive to a priest coming out or a shaman, if you're dealing with a bunch of, uh, of hauntings on land that's Native American, they're not going to be as responsive. That's not their beliefs. So culture becomes really important to understand that about the entities you're dealing with. That is really fascinating. I want to hear more about that, but we're going to go on our first break. So everybody out there, please stick around and uh, listen to more about Mary Marshall. In the meantime, while we're on break, if you want to check out her book, Continuum, you can find it on Amazon or it's at Barnes & Noble, or you can find it on her website, which is theparanormalmd.com. We'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Get ready for High Vibin' It with hosts Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. This is an all-new look at self-empowerment and lifestyle design. If you're still trying to figure out the law of attraction, spirituality, self-love, and more, we'll break it down for you. You can create the life of your dreams and own your power. Listen for High Vibin' It. We're live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This will be one hour you will make time for. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you stuck around. But if you just are joining us, I'm here with intuitive medium, paranormal investigator, Mary Marshall. And Mary and I have just been talking about the, getting involved in paranormal and ways to protect yourself. Um, and I did ask the question on break about how to, how to put the salt around your room. And so Mary was explaining. I'm going to ask her to please repeat that because I thought it was fascinating on what you, because I'm, I'm visualizing sprinkling salt everywhere. Right. But you really don't have to do that. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of want to block your doorways, like the entrance to your home. For me in particular, what we were talking about is because of the psychic mediumship, I was getting bothered a lot. Um, I said, and I'll repeat that, it's like uh, the porch light is on and the entities want to see who's home. And so like they're knocking at the door, knock, knock, knock. And after a while, it just makes you crazy. But so I made my bedroom off limits. And one and just and this is early on. Now it's different for me, but this is back several years. I would pick up um, if you have carpet or certain flooring, you have those um, the strips that go across the door that right. usually screw in threshold strips. Un- I think they're what are they called? Threshold strips. Yeah, threshold. Thank you. And you unscrew that, take the salt, pour it across, screw it down, and now you're set. You don't have to worry about it getting out of place. It's not going to get all over your house, um, you know, not going to get your carpet, and then you're, you're set. A neat and tidy way to keep the spirits out. Exactly. <laughs> practical. Well, so practical. Go ahead. So that's the thing is, like, what I do is, is so contrary in many ways. It's like I land up talking about a lot of the scientific things, talking about theories of whether it has to do with, you know, uh, gravitational forces or quantum entanglement as it applies to the paranormal. And then I turn around and talk about all these woo-woo things, you know, that people might call it and that don't make any sense, but they work. That's really part of it. You document, there's, this has been going on for 2,000 years, people using SAGE. Think about all your religions and your, in the, from Native American to, you know, Russian Orthodox. Uh, incense. incense. Yeah. yeah. They use it. It's interesting. I really would love to find out who, who conjured this up, who figured out that burning or dried herbs will, like, you know, or incense, you know, finding frankincense, whatever, you know, helps shift the energy, helps do, do things. Well, and here's an interesting thing that a lot of people don't know is that sage in particular also is an antifungal and antibacterial. Now, that's something we wouldn't have known even probably up to 20 years ago or something or 10, I don't know. Um, so there, even in that, there's some practical, logical application that helps clear the air. Uh, crystals. Crystals would be oh. another example. Yes. Everybody, I mean, I have to tell you, when I started and I would hear psychic mediums in particular saying, oh, you know, the crystal, yeah, oh, this stone and that stone, and it grounds me, it grounds, what the heck does that mean? You know, what does it mean it grounds you, you know, kind of thing. Right. So I started doing some research on crystals. 
which brought me to this really easy way for my brain at the time to be able to go, okay, I'll buy this now, you know, is that think about quartz crystals and watches. We -hmm. put the crystal in it or the old, old television sets. Those crystals were used because they work to amplify and uh, resonate signals. So a crystal, if you're wearing one, will amplify your own energy. It will also sync, resonate with your own bioelectric field. And these are the types of things that ground, that essentially what they're, what in a different way of using it, that ground you. So, um, you know, years ago, I, I wrote a blog on it and I said, you know, did a whole, all the, the, the logical reasons too, but then ended it with, does it really help to do this? Does it really help to do that? I don't know, but look what I just bought. And I had bought a crystal <laughs> necklace. <laughs> you know, um, I do believe that they do. Those things in combination with other things really do work. It's so true. Uh, well, I'm a huge crystal lover. I have so many crystals. And I just, like I said, I, I shared with you earlier, I moved this summer. And so down south where I have my home, we have because we've been so busy, but I have so many crystals and I just keep bringing more and more because I love the energy that it dispels and that it breaks up because there are definite crystals that are great for breaking up negative energies and drama. And here's the thing, you may not be dealing with a lot yourself, but who's coming in your front or back door and what are they carrying in with them? So let's keep our house as clear as possible. Yeah. And energy is one of those things People have to think about that how much they do use their intuitiveness working simply on an energy field plane, so to say. How many times have you met a person? You don't even know them. You, you've talked to them for less than 30 seconds and you immediately are like, oh, I don't, I don't like you. You know, I, I, I'm getting, I just feel bad, you know. It's not a mix. It's the, that's not words. It's not knowledge. It's energy that's speaking to you. Or even turn it around and meeting someone for the first time and feeling like you've come home. Yes. Why? Because it's, to me, a lot of it is, yes, it's energy, current energy, but there's also a cord from a past life that somebody may have done you wrong or you may have done somebody wrong, but the energy between you are like polar opposites or... They're the other way and they bring you together. And it's like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you. Yeah, exactly. And here's another thing. This is where my brain goes, is not just to uh, explaining it in the way of past lives, but also dealing with parallel or copy universe, multiverse type thing. That's true too. Because you may have lived, you may have, let's say it's a, 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 a female or a male, it doesn't matter. At some point you were married to this person, had some great relationship with them, Mm -hmm. but it may not even be in a past. It could be in a future or it could be in another dimension that this is all playing out. That's what the whole theory behind copy universe is that every scenario is played out zillion different ways. So you may have that connection from that as well. Which is so fascinating because 
you know, general terms, most people just talk about either your current life or a past life. But a lot of people don't discuss the parallel lives that are going on or the copy lives that yeah. you're having, you know, because there are parallel universes. And one thing about the soul is the soul can split, I think, is too defined of a word, but it can find itself sharing its energy in different locations. And, and that's called quantum entanglement. That's yeah. where we see, and that's why yeah. I get into the science part. Because yeah. exactly what you're describing, because the, it's all entangled, no matter how far apart you are. And then it brings it back to you. But here's the thing. You need to learn how to discern what's real and what's memorex, so to speak, right? Yeah. So that it doesn't mess with you. Because sometimes if you're not grounded and you're not focused and things are going on, whether it's past life or quantum experience, did you say experiences? Or, or the copies, whatever it might be, but it can mess with you because you might feel it's so real in this life that could it affect what you're doing, maybe to the positive, but it can also do for the negative. I'm guilty of probably both myself because, I mean, have you ever had, like, and I've had to actually try to correct this. I'm still working on correcting it for myself where you have such an attraction to a person that absolutely drives you crazy. Like you are not the same type of people. Um, you don't even have like, you know what I mean? Like there's just not a, like an understanding and it's just like, why do I even bother kind of sometimes, <laughs> you know, attitude, but yet you are so drawn to them. Mm -hmm. Those are, I think sometimes the situations where you have to, cut it and say, okay, this was a connection that's not now and have to release that and move on because it's not meant to be for this lifetime, lifetime. if you will. And when you say cutting cords, you're saying move on from the relationship. <coughs> right, right. And I, I, and I tend to hold on and want to make it work. Yes. Well, there's a loyalty factor, right? Where it's like, oh no, this is this is this is not real. It is, you know, we I can get this to work. And we also think our abilities are so much stronger than they are because we can do that. But what does it do to our spiritual health, emotional health, medical health, me, uh, mental health, and physical health? Because mm -hmm. when something is stressing you, it's going to stress you on all levels, and that's where deteriorate. You know, that's where the holes come through and disease right. comes through. You know, there's a expression that goes something to the idea of what you do today can affect you. Wait, what you can, what you do tomorrow, uh, what you do today can affect yesterday. Now that sounds really, it's real strange, but it's the all time it is occurring at once. It, it does not run linear as we live it per se or see it and so everything that we do whether it's in the past or the future really is affecting us now now let's complicate it by like what you were just saying and saying now we're talking about parallel dimensions where there's copy universe world running out there it is enough to make your head spin it is enough to make your head spin that's i've never heard that saying and it's interesting and i'm, I'm sitting there going hmm. 
yesterday because I do a modality called spiritual response therapy. I'm certified in it, and it's about clearing the Akashic records, and you care clear the blocks, programs, imprints, implants. So it's either you either clear the past life or the present life, but the bonus part is whatever's going on clears future life, you know, whatever future lives you have. So if you have an um, an abandoned, you know, an abandoned um, program about being abandoned, well, it might affect you being, being needy in this life. But if you clear it and you stop being needy in this life, you won't have it this particular program brought into the future life. Right. Yeah. I could totally, and that does work. That was just what you're saying, the clearing of both because it really is necessary. Yes. Because it does affect, you know, the, what's going on and that, and it sounds really strange that it's not only the past that makes up the present, but the future. Um, and it sounds crazy, but people could really check into these things Um, In regard to the types of experiments that are going on out there by legitimate, you know, universities, Cornell, uh, MIT. Uh, Speaking of Cornell, I have to give a shout out to my sister. She's in she lives in uh, that area. So, hi, say to my (laughs) sister, (laughs) To to my little big sister. She's my big sister, but she's littler than me. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, um. So, yeah, it, um, there's a lot of different experiments that are going on that really do lend itself to the metaphysical and holistic things and paranormal phenomena that we experience and that we tend to, to believe in. Um, it, science is beginning to support a lot of this is that we're, we're into and um, you know, and in going real quick, because it still is really in a sense, the, the whole uh, psychic medium, Akasha, all of it, a lot of it is a, could be looked at and religiously, but it could also be looked at as paranormal. It's a phenomena still. We can't explain how it's done. Right. When you have those things of, you know, whether in trying to explain it, paranormal just means out of the norm without current scientific explanation. Someday we'll probably have more answers. And a lot of what we think is paranormal really isn't. It's normal. We just don't understand it. Right. Well, it's society. It's how we're brought it up. And it's, and it's how societal leaders, whether it's parents, teachers, uh, religious leaders, you know, put their spin, their thumbprint on your thought pattern. So instead of being open to it, somebody goes, oh, and it gets scared about it. And it's like, oh, no, it's bad. But why is it bad? Who's, who's right. labeling it bad? And that's how these things perpetuate because somebody says, it's bad. I don't believe you're imagining it, whatever it might be. And then that sort of starts blocking your ability to really take it in, in it with an open mind, open heart. Right. To see right. where it is. And you get, again, with the Native American, just to bring that in, is that it's interesting to me that, you know, for thousands of years that a lot of the belief systems and things that they believe, um, without having an ounce of the knowledge that we have now, we're so spot on by listening to that 
inner spiritual voice. voice. The inner guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And spirit. Yeah. Just listening. Spirit guides, God, the whole, you know, all of it. Um, we're learning. We're still in the infancy and so many things, but we're getting there. It is. But as the dimensions are getting higher, we're open to more. People are open to more and they're more receptive to it. So they're more receptive to what you do, what I do. It just is a big shift change. Right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. We will be back. We've got another break. Um on the other side, again, in the meantime, while we're on break, please check out Continuum, the book that Mary Marshall has written. You can find it on Barnes & Noble or on her website, which is the Paranormal MD or on Amazon. We'll catch you on the other side. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. My effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path, is an account of Marla Goldberg's transformational journey and a guide to some of the most powerful TTTs or tips, tools, and techniques that she learned along the way. These TTTs taught her how to release anger and learn how to forgive, ultimately finding total self-acceptance and self-love. Learn to release anger, frustration, and stress. Learn to forgive others and yourself. Go from self-loathing to self-love. Pick up your copy of Marla's book by visiting MarlaGoldberg.net. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Guided Spirit Conversations. To reach Marla Goldberg or her guest today, you're invited to call in to the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is guidedspiritconversations at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. But again, if you've just tuned in, I am talking with intuitive medium, paranormal investigator, author, lecturer, journalist, uh, Mary Marshall. And 
before we bring Mary Marshall back for more conversation, we need to do our charity shout out. And Mary's charity is Lost Limbs Foundation. So Mary, please share why Lost Limbs Foundation. Um, I have a friend who who is an amputee and he started this for children. And it, they, what they do is they help with the prosthetics for kids, whether it's a leg, an arm, an eye. Uh, the, th- the problem is, is that these things are really, really expensive. Insurance, for the most part, or most insurances do not cover it, or there's a significant going into the thousands uh, amount left for people to pick up. Most people can't afford to do that. The, pro- the other thing with prosthetics is they have to fit precisely. Children grow, and they grow a lot Fast. and quickly. So they're constantly needing new and changing. Most people cannot afford that. So this foundation helps the kids, not just with, in my opinion, a physical, uh, what might be considered a disability, but, uh, but emotionally, because kids let, you know, kids want to fit in. They want to be like, just do what all the other kids are doing. And so I think this helps them emotionally, mentally, as well as physically. It's true. It's so well needed. And you, it's something I, I, you know, we hear about so many charities and I hear about a lot of charities. This one is one that really tugs at my heartstrings because you're right. And, and people also want to be normal. They want to be like everyone else. And having to need a limb makes you a little different. And it also challenges you in a different kind of a way. You know, right. you're tying your shoe or buttoning a blouse or a shirt, you know, many, many ways that it can just challenge you in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's just, like I said, does a tremendous service for the parents and the kids in helping them this way. Um, you know, and it, and again, taking, I think for this guy, is his name's Mike, is that he took something that was a very difficult situation for himself and turned it into a positive for everyone else. So that, that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. That's, that's such an amazing heart. And when people are able to take something that is labeled, and I, I say labeled because per, you know, negative perception to me is a perception because what he, you know, he may not now think of it as negative because he's been able to help so many other people. And what I think is terribly awful, God awful, might be like, oh, that's nothing, Marla. Really, in the scheme of life, it's, it's, you know, excuse my friend, a fart in the wind. It's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And to some people, it's a big disaster. So it's always, you know, how everything is perceived. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for mentioning that. Oh, my pleasure. And it's very important for me to put out the different charities because, for example, I may not have known about it, which I did not. And I find that to be such an important, even for adults, you know, who have lost a limb. Because, again, you're identified with your body, with your looks, with your, you know, abilities, whatever they might be, which include... 10 fingers, 10 toes, two feet, two legs, two arms, etc. And when you right. lose one of those, it just changes the whole dynamic. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even small things of, let's just say you're dealing with a, uh, a, a you know, you're you, from the knee down and you have a prosthetic. Talking about like weather, if you have to do with crutches, you're worrying more about slipping, getting in the way, having more accidents that way than you would if you had a prosthetic on with a shoe with the traction and, you know, certain, the rubber and certain things like that. So it, it just goes in so many ways that we can't even imagine unless we're in that situation. Exactly. But I love when people are able to take lemons and make lemonade out of it and help other people. I think it's just so important. And that's what he did. (laughs) Yay, Mike. Mike, right? Yeah, Mike coach. (laughs) Oh, yay, Mike. I think it's great. So before we left, we were talking about the various um, parallel lives, universes, quantum shifts, things like that. But what I want to ask is, changing the subject actually, which do you tend to do more, the paranormal investigating or the psychic mediumship? Mm, It depends on the period of time. Up until... Very recently, up until this last year, I would say it would have been paranormal investigating. Um, I also teach the paranormal studies at the colleges. So, which I was, colleges? Um, Harper College and uh, DuPage County uh, College and Lake County, and then some other smaller like facilities around, you know, institutions around. So that really was consuming most of my time. Um, However, it was necessary. And it was really interesting because I had a lot of health problems over the last year. I'm all good. Everything's fine now. But that forced me kind of to stop. I couldn't do a lot of the things that I was doing. And I think that that was, you know, God and spirit saying, okay, it's time now, Mayor. You need to take this to the next level spiritually and start dealing more uh, publicly with the psychic mediumship. And so that's really, uh, so the last year it's really been more that. Interesting where I got called in twice for a different type of consultation. I would do it for investigations. And this time I got called in because they were working on a case but they needed some extra help. So they approached me as a medium to come in and help. So that it sounds, this could sound weird to say that it was kind of fun, uh, but it was, it was, it was a new, you know, it was a new experience to uh, help a, a paranormal team that way. I'd only done it in paranormal investigating for myself, not for other people. So yeah, it was, it was, so it's kind of any given moment. It depends. I guess is the short answer. I think it's fascinating because I can understand why if they're not psychic mediums, though everybody has the ability, but if they're not developed, how bringing in a psychic medium to bring in, you know, to share another level or layer of what's going on or maybe have that communication like that, that um, James Von Prague TV show, what was it, the ghost whisperer, where the spirits would come mm-hmm. and want them to, to fix something for them? For right. The, you have the woman, but maybe that's what they need from you is so you could communicate in a different way with the uh, spirits that are left behind. 
And it, and it's always interesting how you do get validation for things. I think it's not only, it's, I still want it. I mean, I can't imagine anybody not wanting validation, but having that validation because it's not just good for me, it's good for the people who pulled you in uh, because I've had it happen where I brought up a couple things that came out with the client at the time where you do one of those where you look at each other and they're like, <laughs> yeah, because they didn't know that either. But I said, well, this is what I think is going on with them. And so that is really helpful to bring everybody together um, to focus at the task at hand, you know, and dealing with sometimes the different entity. This is wonderful. So we're coming to the end of the show. I want to thank you so much for being here. You're such a pleasure. Second time and I just, you know, have enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. If you want to get in touch with Mary, please check her out on her website at theparanormalmd.com. Don't forget, she's written a book, The Continuum, which you can find on Amazon and Barnes & Noble or the website I just mentioned, The Paranormal MD. Also, if you want to look into any of her paranormal studies at her classes, it's at Mary, what? um, Harper College, uh, College of DuPage and Lake County. Thank you very much. So, you know, check her out. If you want to get into this, if you want to learn about it, if you're curious, explore. Because life is a, life is a journey of, of, of education anyway. So, it doesn't hurt to enhance whatever it is you are curious about. I want to thank everyone at Voice America for helping me get the show on the road and doing such a great job with it. Teresa Scott-Reed, my assistant, my right and left arm grateful to you, the listening audience. I am so happy that you're here. And I really, truly hope that through this conversation I have with my guests, that you have picked up something that can help you, help your life, shift your life, enhance your life, whatever you need. And if not, please feel free to reach out to me at Marla at MGHealer.com. Check out what I do on my website at MarlaGoldberg.net. We'll be back next week with a new show. But until then, I send you love, I send you blessings, and I send you gratitude. Take care.